Buying a house can feel like you're going 200 miles per hour in bumper-to-bumper traffic with a dirty windshield and the sun in your eyes. Ruoff Mortgage has the technology, expert staff, and resources to simplify the process while speeding up the time it takes to get clear to close. So while getting a loan can seem intimidating, Ruoff Mortgage will have you opening the door to your new home fast and stress-free. Visit Ruoff.com to learn more. That's Ruoff.com. This NASCAR season, every member of the Toyota Racing Team is doing their part to take the trophy home. Like 6th grader Melissa Kowalski, who changes true to true X on every true-false quiz she takes. All my teachers are Martin Truex Jr. fans now. Keep up the great work, Melissa. To accomplish greater things this year, everyone plays a part. Be part of the action at toyota.com slash racing. Toyota, let's go places. NASCAR is a registered trademark of National Association for Stock Car Auto Racing, Inc. Good afternoon. Would you like to try a free sample of our double fudge brownie? Oh, sure. Mmm. That's very good. I'll just take one more, just to be sure. Yep, still very good. Some things never change, like never being able to take just one free sample. And Geico saving folks lots of money on their car insurance. Mmm, is that macadamia nut I taste? Let me take one more. Sir, Mm. yeah, I thought so. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Live from the 36th Annual Kings Royal, this is Winged Nation, brought to you by Hercules Tire. A Kings Royal winner goes back-to-back. Donnie Shots does it again at Eldora. Now let's go to the stage in the fan zone at historic Eldora Speedway. Hey, 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 it is time, folks. It is time for the Kings Royal 36. Eldora fans, how are we doing today? I appreciate each and every one of you. It has been blistering hot these last few days, and you all have been fabulous just sitting out there enjoying the show. We appreciate you. I'm your host, Ashley Stremme, and here in a little bit, Blake Anderson, he's doing duties. He's been crazy busy this week, so uh, he'll be joining us here shortly. But uh, in the meantime, who better else to have than the king himself at the King's Royal? Steve Kinzer, thank you for joining us. Oh, hold on. We need to push your button, maybe. Uh, I don't know. Did you get it? Oh, here? there we go. I didn't think I had it close enough here. Nope, you're good. <laughs> so thanks for joining us. We appreciate it. Yeah, we always uh, enjoyed uh, coming to King's Road. It's, uh, it's not quite as much fun coming watching as it is racing, <laughs> but uh, it's still uh, it's still a fun place to come to. And a uh, longtime lead wrench, if you will, Scott Gherkin, you've had a, a lot of times here with this man as well. Oh, absolutely. We had a blast racing here through the years. I always enjoy Eldora. It's just a special place. And uh, just the racetrack itself is different than any place in the country. So it's it's an awesome place. So, Steve, you actually have seven Kings Royal wins, which is absolutely impressive. And in all honesty, you have the very first Kings Royal win in 1984. Now, this many years later, 36 years later, how much of a difference is it between the very first one and the one you're going to see tonight? Uh, about 125,000. <laughs> 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 That's so the biggest <laughs> <laughs> Well, I'm glad you said that. That was the theme of our show two days ago. We talked to some of the older guys who have won races in the past and how they got their winnings. Some of them came in mozzarella stick boxes. Some came in hot dog boxes, brown bags. Uh, How did you get some of your winnings over the years? Get some of my what? Your winnings, like they when they would give you. Your oh $50, well, I, yeah, I can't. You know, I can't remember this. We've argued about this. I, everybody said I had it in a shoebox, but I, I, it was cash. I do remember that. So. I seen it. I seen it in a shoebox. Carl showed it to me, so I know it was. I, 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 know, I know I brought it back, but I can't imagine me carrying a shoebox uh, around. But I can't remember me having a, a bag when I took it home. But, anyways, <laughs> it uh, I, it was uh, uh, probably was it was the biggest payday at that time that I'd ever seen. And now it's 175000 except it just doesn't come in cash anymore. No, no, it. no. The, ca- <laughs> the cash days have been over for a long time ago. Uh, the bad part of it is he was going to get a 1099 for it all anyway, so it didn't matter. <laughs> it's so true. And did you actually sit down and count it when you got the cash? Oh, I'm sure I did. You did? Okay. <laughs> just check it. Maybe more than once. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. And, Scott, you've been coming here a long time as well, even before Steve with some of the other Kinzer uh, family as well. 
what have you seen from the technical side of things, maybe with the racetrack? Um, we know the cars haven't changed a whole, whole lot over the years, but what have you seen change-wise here? You know, really, I don't see a lot. I mean, like you say, the cars have changed uh, quite a bit. I mean, they've got more technical uh, shock stuff, just things like that. But uh, the racing itself, I mean, it's really a lot similar to what it used to be. They don't used to they just ran right on the wall you know pretty much all night but but now it has gotten where the cars are probably stuck a little better or whatever you can race around on the, the whole racetrack a little bit more than than we used to well scott you started wrenching for steve was it in 1995 95 yes and all those years that you worked with steve how did that really how was it along the years with working with steve oh it was great i mean we had a lot of fun through the years and stuff i mean and you know, we had our moments, I'm sure. Um, I don't remember a lot of them, to be honest. But, uh, you know, I, we we just had the same goals. Every night we went to the racetrack, we were trying to win a race and, and doing everything we could to, to win it. And, uh, you know, it, it was an enjoyable time in my life. I mean, 95 through uh, 2014 when we quit. And uh, it, was, it was a lot of fun. And, and, Steve, talk about Scott, how much he was a huge part of your success on the racetrack each and every night. Well, Scott, uh, you know, me and Scott had spent a lot of time with, you know, with, with Carl and stuff before, and so, we, you know, we was relatively knew each other quite a bit, and, you know, uh, I knew how hard Car uh, Scott worked and how bad he wanted to win races, and, and you know, that's kind of, that's a kind of, uh, that's the kind of leader you want for your team, you know what I mean, and so, uh, if you, that's, you know, I, got, I was fortunate enough to have those kind of people with me for a lot of years, and, uh, you, you know, you can... You can win a lot more races sometimes in the shop than you can on the racetrack. Absolutely. <laughs> There's no doubt about mm -hmm. that. Uh, Steve, I had the pleasure, and you probably might not remember this, at Volusia this year, we were with my buddy Kenny Schrader, mm. and we were having some cold beverages, mm. and <laughs> we got into story time, and it was absolutely enjoyable. But one thing I had learned about you that you shared with us that evening is your real name isn't Steve. Yeah, I don't know. I get to drink a little bit. I tell a little bit more when I sit. <laughs> <laughs> especially, well, I, especially, especially when I get with Schrader. It really gets that. Well, I'll be sure we don't tell all the stories because they're not radio worthy. But how did you find out your name was really Dennis? Because even for the longest time, you said you had thought your name was Steve. Well, uh, no. Well, I did. I grew up as I grew up as Steve. My my older sister started calling me Steve from a, I guess from the time I was born, when she was four years older than me. So. Uh, Steve Stuck, so it was Dennis Steven Kinzer, and uh, you know, there's a couple, uh, there's actually two Steve Kinzer. There's a Dennis Steven Kinzer, and there's a Stephen D. Kinzer. Because when I first one got my social security on it, I got a Stephen D. Uh, born 54, June 3rd. Uh, when I started going to Australia, I went and got my passport, and it said uh, June 2nd, and then it, and it just had Dennis Steven on it. So, I, so a lot of my stuff comes in, and Steve Kinzer, birthday, day off and everything else. I got two birthdays and two different people, so I don't know. So basically depends, on, depends on who knocks on the door, which one I am. I was going to say, so basically you're just creating your own identi <laughs> identity from At this time, yes. <laughs> well, I, actually, I've been in it for quite a while. <laughs> no, it all comes back the same thing. I love it. So a different birthday, a different name. Mm. Hey, whatever. He's still the king, right? <laughs> Scott, what's probably one of your fondest memories that you have on the road with Steve traveling? Oh, wow. There's so many, <laughs> um, you know, I mean, probably probably races that, that we won big races. And I remember the first year we ran 95 that uh, we won the historical big one and the Kings Royal the following week. I mean, it was like two hundred fifty thousand dollars in a seven day period and uh, just things like that. And it really the first year we built the team in 95. I mean, uh, we put the, the whole team together in like 28 days or something and started with virtually nothing. So. Uh, you know, it's just things like that stick out with you that, that you know, were kind of special and, and uh, but, I mean, we won a lot of, a lot of. You won a lot, yeah. A lot of good paying <laughs> races and stuff. So, uh, I mean, the, the, there are certain things that stick out, but really there was just such a long career, 20 years that, uh, and we had quite a bit of success for, for all 20. So um, there's not really a lot that sticks out, you know what I mean? You guys are so humble. Yeah, we, we have a couple of wins. We've done this. We've done that. I mean, let's be honest. It's absolutely incredible what the two of you have done. And, Steve, is there one – I mean, obviously, there's hundreds of races that you've won over the years. Is there one that kind of really meant more to you than any other race? You know, I don't know. There's a lot of, there's a lot of races that uh, 
you know, of course, it's always always the bigger paying races to me sort of seem to have a little bit to do more fun. Of because, I mean, everybody's out with their best stuff and trying to do whatever. Uh, of course, Kings were always, you know, I've always enjoyed running Eldora a lot. But, uh, you know, I used to like to run the mile tracks a lot, too. And I remember me and Hod having some a race almost in the dark at, at the Syracuse Mile, which is a, probably one of the spookiest miles if you're going to run one there is. And just different things. I, I think the, 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 you know, my biggest highlight is just uh, just that we just – ran so good so long that's that's uh, sort of a, the highlight i think of our career me and scott's and all of us uh, it's just the, the amount he of time won, we he won it. most of his races before i ever came along <laughs> i mean that, i was working for carl and him and carl won most of the races but uh yeah, but well. i w- i was there when when they won all those and that was probably that was probably uh, as enjoyable times to me as, as any i didn't have quite quite the pressure on me uh, that i did when when i became crew chief for him so um, no, you had triple the pressure then. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know about triple, but well, but I it was more than it was when I was at Carl's. Uh, that that was an enjoyable time. I know it was an enjoyable time for you. I mean, like in the early nineties, well, man, we just dominated. We won so many races and stuff. But it was uh, it was a really cool time. Uh, Scott, what was that like? Because you know, when you saw Steve in the pits, even as a kid, watching them come when the World of Outlaws would come to town. I would see Dana rolling in and she'd be parking the motor home and you'd be rolling out. And I just remember as a kid kind of idolizing that situation. But you always had this fierce, fiery, you, you never wanted to fail. It seemed like failure was, was probably your mm. kryptonite, if you will. Yeah, absolutely. And what was that like working with him, knowing that, you know, you had a, a large role in his success on and off the track in that time? And knowing that he was so against failure, I mean, that's a lot of pressure on you. Yeah, but you know, I, I don't know that I, I felt felt it that much. I mean, in the moment, you're just so caught up in everything and trying to trying to have the best stuff when you roll into the racetrack every night, and uh, and it's just not. Uh, I mean, failure failure really wasn't an option. I mean, for for him and I both. I mean. Uh, if we went to the racetrack a lot of nights, if we ran third or fourth, we were pissed off because that, I mean, that was a third or fourth. That wasn't where we were supposed to be, you know. So, uh, but you get, you get on those down times where, where you're kind of struggling and it just makes you work that much harder. So, uh, we, uh, like I said, we, I mean, we've had, we had a lot of success through the years. Later, the later years weren't what we wanted, but, um, it was, uh, it was a lot of work, but it was a lot of fun. Steve, someone had told me that you have hundreds of trophies, of course, throughout the garage and in the house. But I was told that there's a rock <laughs> that you have from Williams Grove also among those trophies. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I think Tony Permisi brought that. They had uh, the officials deliver it to me. I got caught a rock and, and I don't know, put a, a little gash in my just nose. a little gash. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it, it broke his shield and smashed his nose across his face. He had blood everywhere when he came back to the pits, and he wiped himself off and went back out and transferred to the heat race. And that's exactly what it took back in those days was a hard, oh. tough guy to, to be able to do it. And, you know, today's society, we have social media. We have all this stuff that you guys didn't have to deal with back then. And I want to talk a little bit about that on the sponsorship side of things because I know you were kind of heavy in that, especially in the early years with those sponsorships that come on board. You know, now we have PR reps who post on social media and handle all that stuff, but you were pretty involved in the sponsorship side of things, weren't you, Steve? Yeah, we, you know, we started we started earlier. You know, when we first started, like when me and Carl started together, we, you know, we sort of just running what we had out of the shop, and, and we did a lot of product sponsoring back there, and, then the fi- the fi- and we, we, we was able to adapt to, you know, make it with the pay money and everything to make it work out. And, and I was pretty fortunate for some reason. Just uh, I, a few sponsors sort of just sort of fell on our laps, and uh, over here, most of them was oil sponsored. I went for a, different, a lot of different oil companies there for a little <laughs> bit. So, but uh, you know, I was fortunate enough that we had enough. To, but me and Scott does to put a team together. Like I said, that team uh, they put together when we started at '95. Uh, uh, it was uh, the season had already started, and, and so we, we got put together pretty quick. And, I, and we took it to Terre Haute right out of the box and started running fast. So. And, it was, you know, it was one of my favorite race cars, that all green car, but my dad was from old school. And I didn't even know if I was going to get him in the shop to start with. <laughs> he, he, when I was a kid, we'd go to races, he'd look around, make sure anybody couldn't have no green on, couldn't do this, couldn't do that. He was pretty superstitious. 
It's so not funny. that I'm not. But. <laughs> <laughs> well, I use that analogy a lot that people be like, oh, green at a racetrack. I'm like, ask Steve Kinzer how he feels about Karina. <laughs> Quaker State was obviously very good to you in that time. But, uh, hey, we wish you, thank you so much for joining us. We wish you the very best at enjoying tonight's race, the Kings Royal 36, of course. And uh, always a pleasure to speak to you, Stephen. Thank you for joining us, Scott. We appreciate it. Oh, absolutely. My pleasure. Awesome. Thank oh, you so much. <laughs> All right, guys, give him a round of applause. That is the King Steve Kinzer. We have Gio Selzy and Carson Macedo joining us next here on Wing Nation, presented by Hercules Tires, right on our strength. Since the dawn of American industry, Drydeen was there as the country built its first roads, laid the blocks of its factories, and spanned rivers with new bridges and rails. Today, with Drydeen's all technology, we instill this heritage into every Drydeen oil, lubricant, fluid, and DEF product we make. Drydeen is a tradition of performance with 21st century technology. Drydeen, official motor oil of the world of outlaws and always American owned and operated. Visit drydeen.com for more information. Here's your chance to win a set of your very own Hercules tires. Go to HerculesTires.com slash MRN. Simply register, and each month we'll give away one set of tires. Hercules Tires has the value, selection, and industry-leading mileage coverage to get you wherever you need to go, no matter where the road takes you. Register now for your chance to win a set of Hercules Tires at HerculesTires.com slash MRN. Hercules Tires, ride on our street. This is Winged Nation brought to you by Hercules Tires. Call him King Brad the 30th, Brad Sweet, Wyatt Wyatt. Live from the King's Royal Weekend, back to the fan zone stage at Eldora Speedway. You're listening to Wing Nation here at Eldora Speedway for the 36th annual King's Royal Weekend. It's presented by Hercules Tires right on our strength. Joining us now, we have uh, a couple of young guns, if you will, uh, Gio Selzy and uh, Carson Macedo. How you guys doing? Doing well. How are you? Not too bad. We'll start off with you, Carson. Uh, pretty consistent weekend so far. Two fifth-place finishes the last two nights. Uh, what do you think tomorrow or tomorrow tonight's looking like? Yeah, hopefully a few spots better. Um, <laughs> I feel like we've gained some momentum. Our car's been really good. Joe Gertie, my guys have been doing a really good job. Um, everyone at KLR, really. I just feel like we're... You know, we need that little extra something to be able to, to move around a little bit more in the feature race. And I need to do a bit better job. Last night I didn't have very good restarts. And uh, here at Eldora, with the way the wing speed is in the air and everything, those starts are just so important. So, um, yeah, tonight's a big night. The format's a little bit different, so hopefully we can capitalize on, on all that good stuff. Gio, you're the youngest outlaw winner in outlaw history. And I've talked to your car owner, well, car owner most of the time, <laughs> Bernie, about it. And... When you went to Williams Grove that night and you picked up your win, Bernie said, if we were rolling in that night, if I were betting, man, I would have bet the trailer, the cars, the truck, everything that we weren't going to win. What was it like going through that night, and, and when did it start to hit you at that race at Williams Grove that, holy cow, I am going to win at Williams Grove against the Outlaws and the Posse in my first ever start at Williams Grove Speedway? Yeah, no, it, it was really cool. Um, a very uh, emotional moment for sure. Obviously being Bernie's uh, you know, first Outlaw win and my first Outlaw win, and just it's hard to believe he's only won, you know, that was his first one, but um yeah like like you said going into the night going to williams go the first time in a 410 just hey let's let's make the show there's there's 50 cars here let's just let's finish the race and, and go from there and we time good heat race good and i was like wow i'm in the dash this is kind of cool um this is you know new for me um and then drew front row won the dash started second and won the feature so it was uh it was very surreal it's probably still hasn't hit me yet honestly to to do what i did there and and with bernie you know um and kind of a you know a smaller team like we are a small trailer and, and not not a whole lot of, t of crew so um, it, it was definitely a cool moment and one I'll, uh, I'll never forget. You're from California. How many po how many people from Pennsylvania now say you're Pennsylvania Posse? Because you beat the Posse. <laughs> yeah, they, they, they had the flag and the big guy picked me up, so I think it counts, you know. He had a beer in his hand and picked me up. Good old Matt. Yeah, exactly. Win for the Posse. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. That's hilarious. Carson, I want to touch back on what you had said just a little bit ago because we kind of touched on it a little bit yesterday. You talk about that wind speed, the wing speed, the, the downforce basically is what's, what you're talking about. But it is a little bit windy out here today. Can you elaborate on that a little bit more? You're talking about the restart. So is clean air that important? Yeah, it is. I, I think it's huge. I, you see it more and more, um, it, not only with the dirt on the racetrack, but, you know, like I said, the wing speed and, and the change in air when you enter behind somebody to when you can get it outside of somebody's wing, get that clean air and get good downforce on your wings. Um, you know, I, I had a heat race um, actually in the dash a couple yeah. nights ago. 
I got a really good start, rolled down into turn three, and I, I, Brad Sweet was in front of me, and I thought for sure that he would slide himself and enter a lot lower than he did, and I was going to enter kind of in the middle and get to the top quicker and try and get a run off of four, and I entered, he kind of entered up, and I entered right in his air, and I just spun all the way up the racetrack, and my wheel spin never stopped until I hit the cushion, and Joey Saldana drove right by me, so... Um, that's the difference, and then Joey gets by me, he beats me in the dash, and then that's one row that I got to start further back in the feature. So those little moments, you get two, three seconds to think about that, and those little moments can be the difference in starting in the second row and maybe winning the race or starting in the third row and it being a little bit tougher. So, um, yeah, the, the wing speed, the air, the dirtiness of the racetrack, you catch live traffic, and you can see they throw dirt across the racetrack and you hit it and you'll instantly have wheel spin. So um, all those are huge factors in what we're doing out there. So. Carson, your crew chief is Joe Gertie. How much does it help to have a guy like Joe Gertie on your side, a guy that's been through a lot of this, that, uh, the stuff that you're experiencing on the racetrack? Joe's an all-star champion. He's an outlaw winner. He's won three all-star races here. So he's a guy that you can go back to, and he knows what you're feeling. How much do you think that helps you guys? I just feel like our team as a whole has such good um, people. Uh, like, you know, right from the start, start, Kyle's our owner. I mean, he's so good. I, you know, Paul Silva's our car chief, our um, team manager, and then Joe Gertie. I mean, I think he's one of the best crew chiefs out there. He's been huge for me. I have the utmost confidence in him. When I go out on the racetrack, if I'm sitting in the staging lane to qualify and he tells me to run the bottom both laps and everybody else run the top, you, you know, you better believe I'm going to the bottom. Like, I, I just, he's been there. He's done it. He's won so many big races, and he's, you know, a decorated driver himself, and I think he's one of the best mechanics. So um, I'm just a lucky guy to have him in my corner for sure. GL, with your age, obviously we talk about it all the time, the accomplishments that you've been able to check off already and, you know, things like the Knoxville Nationals being the youngest driver. If you were to park this thing in victory lane tonight, I mean, obviously winning at Eldora is huge. Winning the Kings Royal is huge. But what is $175,000? Well, if I won, I think I'd be retiring at 17. So, um, <laughs> you know, I'd, I'd do a mic drop on the front stretch. So uh, it, it would be cool for sure. Honestly, we struggled a bit this week and, and ran ninth last night. So I'm, I'm happy with that. We're making, we're making uh, strides to get better. But, yeah, to win this race would be unbelievable. To win, you know, a race at Charlotte, which is, you know, an awesome racetrack, a, a lot of uh, beautiful facility, everything. You get so many people there. And, and to win a prelim of National Open, um, two, two pretty good races, um, a lot of cars. So I think... Honestly, if I could put it in the show tonight and run 40 laps, I'll be happy. Um, you know, you kind of, uh, like like he said, at Williams Grove, you kind of, um, you know, you want to win every race, but you got to be realistic, too. Um, you know, to put it in the show, like I said, and, and to, to finish the race is a pretty good goal. If I rewind it, I think when I was 17, $175 <laughs> and I felt rich, let alone $175,000. But, Gio, I don't know the exact story. I can't remember. But I, when you started racing, I think I remember your dad saying a story you got in a quarter midget. Junior sprint, yeah, pretty much quarter and midget. And you didn't like it. Yeah, no, I, I didn't want to race. Yeah, no, I was not into it. Um, I mean, just try it, see if you like it. And then uh, I, I think I won, or like, you know, I won a heat race. I'm like, man, this is cool. I won. This is awesome. And then just want to keep doing it, you know. And that's. In the end, we all want to win races, and that's why we're doing it to win races. So, is, is there a rivalry with your big brother? Like, or at first, was there like, you know, this is something I could beat my big brother in? Uh, you know, I think honestly, me and Dominic are far enough apart in age. I think we're five years apart, so um, it was more of like a, a meant like a almost like a father son relationship. Like he was more of like a, a big brother. We didn't compete too much. Like we went to different schools. Obviously, he was way older than me, so it's more of a friendship. Um, we're really close. There's no rivalry. Obviously, when I see a 41 car or you know see him in front of me, I want to race hard. But <laughs> at the same time, you know, if you start next to him in a heat race, something. Like, hey, I don't want to crash you. And then you end up, you know, racing each other too clean, letting somebody buy you. So you just kind of have to treat them like anybody else. Um, you know, obviously we have friends on the racetrack. And, and like I said, you kind of have to race them all the same. Carson, is there any rivalry between you and Kyle? I mean, with Kyle Larson, obviously he doesn't get to jump behind the sprint car often. But when you see your car owner out there, is there like, man, I got to get by him. Man, I got to finish better than him. Is there any like, do you put extra pressure on yourself, I guess, when you get around your, your car owner? Uh, no, not really. I mean, he beats me most of the time, I feel <laughs> like. So uh, if I'm just keeping up with him or racing with him, I feel like I'm doing a pretty good job because he's, you know, so good. I feel like Kyle can just bounce back. I think he's probably, you know, in my opinion, uh, I'm the most naturally talented, gifted person maybe we've ever seen sure. in, in racing, in, especially in sprint car racing. And a wing sprint car, I feel like, is probably his best car that he runs the best in, in my opinion, you know, whether it be midgets or non-wing sprint cars or whatever. So, um, yeah, I just – I like racing with Kyle. I think he's one of the best. I think it's just like racing with Donnie like, or, or somebody like that. Like, if you're up there battling with him, you know that you must be doing something something right. And what's it mean? 
I mean, obviously you have him as a resource and to be able to lean on him and really get kind of information and ideas and help with your driving style. Yeah, it's, it's great. Uh, a lot of the times he watches every race on Dirt Vision. So uh, most nights, either he'll text me before I text him or, or I'll text him after the race and say, hey, you know, did you watch? Like, what did you think? Uh, what maybe could I have done different? And usually has some pretty good feedback. So I think that's super important. You know, I mean, between him, like I said, I think that's just our team. I think we have such good layers in our team. I think between him, um, Paul Silva, who's been around forever, Joe Gertie, and then you you know, you know got Trey, who is doing a really good job, is our car chief and tire guy. He, he got hurt in the beginning of the year, but um, we've missed him. But yeah, I mean, we've just, we have a really good base, and I think our team as a whole is, is, is pretty well knowledgeable. Awesome. Well, we wish you both the best of luck. Hopefully one of you will be $175,000 richer after this evening. But uh, thank you so much for your time. We appreciate it. We know you got other things to do this evening. But uh, we need to thank some of our sponsors, Hefner Racing Products, Plan B Sales, Racer Tent, and Aggressive Hydraulics. We'll be back more with Wing Nation here, presented by Hercules Tires. Here's your chance to win a set of your very own Hercules tires. Go to HerculesTires.com slash MRN. Simply register, and each month we'll give away one set of tires. Hercules Tires has the value, selection, and industry-leading mileage coverage to get you wherever you need to go, no matter where the road takes you. Register now for your chance to win a set of Hercules tires at HerculesTires.com slash MRN. Hercules Tires, ride on our street. Red Brand Fence, safe, durable, dependable, and long-lasting. Whether it's keeping horses, cattle, and livestock in or stopping predators, Red Brand is the best fence money can buy. Each inch of the woven wire is inspected for top quality before it's crowned with the trademark Red Top Wire. Red Brand Fence, the most trusted name in agriculture, residential, and commercial fence for over a century. For more information, go to redbrand.com. This is Winged Nation brought to you by Hercules Tires. But tonight, we'll call him King Kerry. Kerry Matson wins the King's Royal. Live from the King's Royal weekend, back to the fan zone stage at Eldora Speedway. We're back. You're listening to Wing Nation. Uh, make sure you check us out, wingnation.com. You can get some uh, cool swag. We don't have any here this weekend, unfortunately. But you go to wingnation.com, get yourself a T-shirt. You can also find us at the All-Star races in the All-Star. Uh, you can. In their uh, little. Class Kink USA. Yes, that's trailer. right. That's yeah. right. Merchandise trailer. And uh, we'll be in Knoxville, too, with T-shirts and stuff. So make sure you check it out. Um, joining us now, we've got uh, Tim Kading. How you doing, sir? Good, good. Just and enjoying the warm weather. Uh, no <laughs> doubt, right? <laughs> and Rico Abreu, how you been? Good, really good. Good. Tim, let's start it off with you because we had your car owner, Jason Sides, on earlier this week. And I'm just curious. He said he brings 20 cases of beer for this weekend. And I'm just I'm curious where we're at on that case ratio right about now. Uh, there was more bought today. So huh. we've been definitely out of beer. We've been <laughs> drinking a lot of Pedialyte and water during the day. So... Uh, it hasn't been too bad, you know. I've I've kept my cool, trying to stay ready for this night and just be be on point for the weekend, you know. Jay's Jay's getting ready to go. He's got his stuff running a little bit better last night, so we'll see what happens. The beer has water in it, right? That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah it does, but <laughs> I don't think they like you drinking and racing at the same time. So. <laughs> I can imagine not to <laughs> minor details. Yeah. Yeah. It's a small detail. So. Tim, you've had this last year. This ride came together right before Knoxville Nationals and. It kind of you guys excelled right out of the gate with a fourth place run at Knoxville, and it seems like you guys have kind of taken off since then. How cool has it been to run for Jason Sides, a guy that kind of does this on a lower budget than a lot, but you guys get the maximum out of your equipment every night? You know, it, it's awesome. I mean, uh, Jay puts 100% into his race team. Um, you know, anything he makes goes back into the race car, so it. it uh, for me to be able to go drive for him and knowing he's a lower budget team, it's awesome because, you know, there's no expectations. We go out. We know we have competitive stuff every night. Um, we just haven't had the luck that we've wanted to the last few nights. You know, we ran good and uh, over the weekend and the last two nights we've just had stupid luck happen. You know, the Thursday night we had a power steering line break in a heat race and put us back. And um, last night we just tried some stuff and it didn't really work, but we made the main event. So we've made the main event all five nights and we've been in the car so far. Off the record, just between you, us, and, and the Wing six Nation. million people <laughs> watching. It's fine. Who's the crazier sides, brother? Oh, that's Paul for sure. <laughs> that's that's night and day difference right there. You know, Jay knows when to shut the switch off, and Paul's switch turns on when when Jay shuts off. So, uh, you know, Paul's awesome. Paul and Jay both, um, you know, they 
live and breathe racing. You know, Jay does sprint car racing, and Paul's back home, you know, racing bikes with his kids. So it's uh, it's pretty cool that those guys. I've known them for a lot of years, and uh, they have fun no matter what they do. Win, lose, or draw, they're still drinking. They are a fun <laughs> bunch indeed. And, Rico, you've, you've brought a little fun to the social media aspect here in the last few months. Uh, ha do you have a winner yet for your mullet cap challenge? I have not. Um, I've gotten a few good videos, so we're going to make a decision here later today and uh, get them a good gift. So it's been a lot of fun uh, just kind of playing both sides of the sports, and I feel like it's – you know, we can all sit here and race and race and race, but you got to uh, interact with the fans, and I really enjoy getting to be able to do that. How cool. Yeah, what, what's that been like for you? I feel like you're probably the most hands-on driver in the country with interacting with your fans and doing cool things with your fans and videos on social media to get them active. What do you think that's done for you guys, kind of elevated you? It seems like you and I have talked about how key merchandise is to your business. Yeah, it's and it's all about brand building and and being behind all that and I'm the face of it at the end of the day and um, it does well when I want it to you know the more work I put in the better it does so I enjoy doing it and playing the other side of it uh, I just have to make sure when uh, when we go down into the track that it's time to race and uh, you know you flip that switch and um, you, you yes you interact with the fans but uh, it's time to go to work too how awful is it when you get all these rainouts, especially someone like you who you know a lot of these drivers rely on merchandise sales you know you're traveling to these tracks they're raining out you're paying for fuel you can't sell your merchandise i mean how much of a struggle is that uh it's tough um it, it, all these rainouts. i, I want to say I've, I've raced uh last night was my 40th race and i probably should be at uh you know 65 to 70 races this year so far um and it's um it helps having online sales to drive traffic to that and uh you know me uh, interacting with my fans on social media is really big for that. And um, I, I just the more I do it, the, the better it does. And, um, you know, instead of people waiting to get their merch shirt or a koozie at the track, they, they can just jump online and grab it then. Tim, what's one win in your career that sticks out? When I think of you, I think of a guy that's just run all over the country. But w what really sticks out at the end of the day, the biggest win on the resume for you, you think? Um, probably my first 410 win. You know, it was uh, Placerville Speedway, uh, King Nart whatever it was back then but uh it was beating my dad you know what i mean it was uh you struggle you all you, you know the build-ups so much and that first win you get to beat when your dad runs second to you and is you know you can rub it in his face a little bit at christmas time but he's still got way more wins than i do and a lot more of everything throughout life you know so it's uh that's probably one of the better better ones in my races that i've won i guess the question for both of you california you, you, there's so many sprint car drivers from California that ex have excelled all over the country, whether it be with the World of Outlaws. I mean, today's really our California show, per se. It is. What is it about the sprint car racing in California that prepares you to excel through the rest of the country? Sheer determination to try to get away from the California twitch and the short tracks. <laughs> um, you know, we don't have any big tracks in California. I mean, we have Calistoga, but it's, it's definitely not like anything we have, you know, anything back here. Um, and you get back here and you just try and try to to better yourself when you come back here and and be competitive and it takes it takes a while you know Rico grabbed a hold of it really quick um, you know but it, it's it's a big difference from the gap when I came back here when you're racing against the names of you know Steve Kinzer and and all those guys that built this sport up you learn by watching them and um, you know Rico came in and and he was good right from the get-go when he got back on the big tracks you know and I struggled a lot but I also ran you know probably 45 50 races a year before I came back here and started racing you know a lot back here yeah I just think you know my generation now uh you know the outlaw car community and what that's built um in race car drivers right getting to run those cage carts uh you know they're racing racing two to three times a night in different features now and um so you're getting you know, and racing 20 times a year, but your time, you know, you're running 60 races, really. So, um, and all those laps those kids are getting nowadays is, is so important. And that's what's, you know, just building their experience bar and getting it stronger and stronger. And then they get an opportunity in a sprint car um, and get to travel out, out east here and, and just being able to race against the competition on different style tracks and different cars. And that's, um, you know, a lot of kids that have come from California have, gotten great opportunities and and that's what's you know made them really make a footprint in our sport 
Speaking of racing in California, and Tim, you mentioned family. Obviously, this weekend is the, the Howard Cading Classic. Obviously, you're racing at the King's Royal, so I'm sure that ranks up there pretty pretty high. But is it tough knowing that that's going on out there, knowing it's such a big event that your family puts on? Yeah, it is. Um, yeah, it is. You know, it's, it's a big race that, um, you know, it's just to keep my grandfather's name out there. You know, my grandfather did so much through the 60s, 70s, 80s, until he retired in mid-90s there. But, um, you know, he's an, he's an icon out there. I mean, it, it's awesome. You get you get near him and you hear stories and stories, and it's like you just, you know, being his grandson, you've heard the stories once or twice, but you hear him again, and, and there's something else added to it throughout it. But, um, you know, they, they do a great job um, building that event up. They built it up quite a bit this year, and, and uh, to – keep his legacy alive is is the biggest thing you know he's probably in better shape than 80 percent of the people that drive sprint cars nowadays but um you know he just he keeps going he he's he's just a locomotive that just keeps running through everything and you know he slows down a little bit here and there but other than that he just enjoys life and gets to cruise around in his motorhome and and enjoy what he gets to do and what he wants to do well, when he uh, jumped in the car last year and started ripping donuts, I was like, "That's there's no way that's an 85-year-old man out there. <laughs> Pretty impressive. And the crowd absolutely loved it. They they went wild. Will he be getting in a car this evening? Um, more than likely. I know I know my dad's doing some memorial laps. My grandpa will be out there with him. And um, you never know what you're going to get with my grandpa. I mean, one day he'd be calmer and calm, cool, and collective, and the next day it's – Wide open, shit. wanting Katie to ride his bike. Out of them. Exactly, exactly. You know many of those, don't you? <laughs> I love it. Well, guys, we wish you the best of the luck tonight. And uh, enjoy yourself. Obviously, there's $175,000 on the line, but uh, it's all about having fun. But exactly. we appreciate your time. Thank you, guys. A couple sponsors, the National Sprint Car Hall of Fame. They still have their auction going on in there. Make sure you go check them out. Um, Lucas Oil ASCS Tour and Classic Ink Screen Printing and Embroidery. We'll be back with more here from the King's Royal. Here's your chance to win a set of your very own Hercules tires. Go to HerculesTires.com slash MRN. Simply register, and each month we'll give away one set of tires. Hercules Tires has the value, selection, and industry-leading mileage coverage to get you wherever you need to go, no matter where the road takes you. Register now for your chance to win a set of Hercules tires at HerculesTires.com slash MRN. Hercules Tires, ride on our street. Sage Fruit is a high-quality grower, packer, and shipper of Washington State apples, pears, and cherries. Sage Fruit believes in sprint car racing as a proud sponsor of sprint cars for the past 16 years and a partner of Wing Nation for the past four years. We love sprint car racing, and we're there for our sprint car fans. Sage Fruit works hard to deliver an exceptional eating experience. We value our relationship with sprint car fans and appreciate your continued support of Sage Fruit. Ask for Sage Fruit at your local grocer. This is Winged Nation brought to you by Hercules Tires. And the 35th Kings Royal will go to Donny Schultz by a half a car length. Live from the Kings Royal weekend, back to the fan zone stage at Eldora Speedway. It's Winged Nation presented by Hercules Tires right on our strength. Now, Blake, you said earlier it's kind of a California show, which you're oh. right. Sort but of. Kind of. We're going <laughs> to yeah. jump over the pond right at the moment. Close. Uh, <laughs> almost California. <laughs> I'm ge geography. If you round I'm up. I'm not good at it. If you round up, it's I near mean, the beach, it's right? It's near, yeah. It's got beaches, <laughs> sort of. we got to introduce Tom Harris. You were a little bit a ways away, just a little jump over the pond from the U.K. Yeah, it's, uh, it's a little bit too far away from home, really. Um, <laughs> I think I need to move over here more often. Well, it's pretty impressive to see you kind of just make this transition because obviously they don't really have this type of sprint car racing over there but to make this transition over here and to come to the king's royal i mean you're at volusia earlier in the year you try to run the double header earlier this week pretty incredible that you just choose to pick the largest races to come to in the states yeah it's um it's, it's a difficult thing to transfer from uh, back home racing to here see we're full contact back home and the cars are a lot bigger and heavier and a lot stronger so um the main thing is the speed. The speed's a lot, a lot slower at home, and um, that's the hardest thing I have to adapt to. But every lap, I feel I get more confident in the car. And um, my sponsor and car owner, you know, he loves he loves sprint car racing, and he has done for many years. So uh, he loves all the big events. So the, the first time he put me in a wing sprint car was at the Knoxville Nationals last year. 
So, uh, yeah, we do seem to pick the events. <laughs> I love it. The crown jewels, if you will. And we got Buddy Kofoid joining us as well. Uh, Buddy, a 17th place finish last night. Not, not too bad. We're working in the right direction. How do you feel about tonight? Yeah, definitely a lot better compared to um, was it, uh, Thursday. Um, we've This has been my fifth time, sixth time today. Um, it's been a little bit of a struggle, but we're with the help of James Fisher, we're, we're getting things in the right direction, and um, I think we can even be even better from last night to tonight, so we'll just have to go check some stuff in the book and, and uh, try and apply some more stuff from yesterday to today. Tom, you picked up a championship back home racing, but there's many Americans here that don't really know what it is you guys race over there and how you explained it full contact because <laughs> it, it is full contact. Can you explain to the folks in the crowd and watching online, listen online, how things operate back home, how you guys race, and what exactly it is that you race? Right, it's a it's called a Brisker Formula One stock car. We race back home. It's a uh, it's a purpose-built chassis. It's like a basically a sprint car lookalike, but with big bumpers and side rails. Now the cars are full contact, so you can use your bumper to gain advantage. So you can move the other cars out the way to uh, to progress through the field. Whereas here, the highest qualifier starts at the front. We have grades. Um, the more points you have, the further back you start. So the top drivers of the field seem to start at the rear and uh, work their through to the front over 16 laps. So you gotta, you gotta, no time to waste 16 laps, you gotta move. No, we, we don't have a lot of time to waste and um, they prepare our tracks a lot different, like the dirt at home, they uh, they wet the tracks you know, through for the start of the race, so uh, you go for not being able to see a lot and then it goes black slick at the end. So um, yeah, heat race is 16 laps, um, top eight or top 10, depending on the, the car numbers, go through to the feature. And uh, then again, you, um, you start, in your grade so the more points you get the further back you start buddy northwest ohio probably one of the i feel like it's the most underrated sprint car region in the country so tough to come and win at places like attica and fremont because it gets so slick and you're from california you don't get to see that slick <laughs> how in the world did you adapt to northwest ohio so quick you, you picked up a win at fremont right out of the gate and you would have won at attica in one of the first nights but uh, the kill switch got hit and you ended up going to the pits you would have won that night too but how did you adapt so quickly um, I think the common misconception is that um, California doesn't have a ton of slick tracks where, yeah, we don't have a ton of them, but we have obviously a lot of hooked up tracks where I can apply some of that knowledge to Fremont when it gets hooked up. But like Placerville and, and Chico or even Tulare will get actually really slick and um, kind of got to run the fence, like kind of like Wayne County uh, where it builds a curb off, off two. Um, but just driving for a lot of different people and, and going to a lot of different places like Australia and New Zealand and um, California, Oregon, uh, Washington, um, obviously Ohio <laughs> and Indiana a little bit. Um, I get to see a lot of different places and kind of um, it helps me adapt more and, and um, I guess stay a little bit more versatile. Um, but obviously having great people behind me. Um, makes my job easier but uh, obviously at the end of the day it's 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 up to me to to do my job and figure it out but um like growing up in outlaw carts we've always had slick tracks like cycling up on the fence or you could put the bottom and almost come out side by side um so i think outlaw carts also taught me a lot um before i got into sprint cars about how to really run a slick track and with throttle control and and everything like that I'm still processing this, Ashley, because at 17, I was working at the local grocery store stocking sage-fruit apples, making seven fifty an hour. And tonight, we've interviewed two 17-year-olds that are going to be racing for $175,000. Insane. Like you said earlier, 175 bucks was exciting yeah, to me at the age of 17. Um, Tom, Buddy talks about all these track cities, Oregon, Washington, Ohio, California. You go to Knoxville. You come to Eldora. You, you know, you're all over does this help racing with these guys on this level? Obviously, two nights ago, you had some bad luck. Last night, you picked up from where you left off and, and really started to gain some momentum. But does it help when you go back home racing against these guys? Yeah, my, um, my dirt form at home has been phenomenal this year. I, uh, I won 15 races straight, seven features. Uh, I won five in a row. Um, it just slows everything down so much and my car control for the speed we run over here obviously running a lot slower back home my car control is I don't know how I'm doing it but I'm doing it if you get me it's <laughs> but we've um, from my driving style which I've learned here in America it's um, it's caused a few issues with our motors back home um, I blew 
two engines this year, basically because I'm so hard dragging the brake on the slick track, and it's you know the guys back home don't build the motors to suit that sort of pain. So, um, but yeah, it's uh, you know we, we probably average you know 50 or 60 mile an hour at home, and here you're averaging over 100. It's uh, it's a huge difference. I'm sorry, I can't. Your accent yeah. it just tickles my funny bone. <laughs> 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 it's so proper. I just you said you liked Australians. I do like Australians, but that's kind of cute, too. She likes the cross. <laughs> it doesn't matter. East West, it doesn't matter. She's in on you. She is. <laughs> well, I've got to admit, so when, when I went up to Tom earlier this week, we haven't had Tom on the show before except just in the pits real quick at Volusia, and I felt like a 17-year-old walking up to him, handing him my cell phone, asking for his number so we could have him on the show today. <laughs> the plus three off. That's right. It did. He's like, plus four or four. I'm like, here, you just, just do it. it. <laughs> what, what sparked you, Tom, to come over here and race? Because I first got to know you when you start, came over here started racing non-wing sprint cars and midgets, and I feel like you came over here a couple of years, and boom, the light turned on, and you were right in contention. And then now all of a sudden, it's wing sprint cars. You said, oh, you know what? Let's just go race. The Knoxville Nationals, that's a small race, but uh, what, what prompted you to come over here and give this a go? It's uh, something I've always dreamed of doing. Um, I think I was eight years old and went to Volusia the first time, and I was still at the end of the straight, and as the car's coming towards me, I took two steps back. I was like, wow. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's something I've always wanted to do, and then I was fortunate enough to, w to win the World Championship back home, and uh, a few of my guys got together, um, sponsors and stuff, and uh, they put me in a, a wing sprint car at Smiley's Driving School at Texas, and he was like, hey, you've never driven a sprint car before, I was like. So, and then he put me in touch with Bob East, and um, the wing sprint car racing costs a lot of money, and, and I couldn't afford to do that. And I didn't want to just come here and you know blow money for fun because you know, it's, it, we have to work hard for what we do. So uh, the non-wing route was cheaper, so basically we raced non-wing cars to, to get laps and gain experience, you know, fuel in and tires and, you know, just get to learn a few tracks really and meet some people and we have we've got some incredible people we know Bob East and Janice they they looked after me really well when I first started out used their shop stayed their house you know now Robert Ballou and my non-wing stuff all my stuff stays at his house you know he was talking me through the race the other night he's watching it home on TV you know with his arm in a sling and he's talking <laughs> me through it and helping me with set up and Sammy Swindell and the whole Swindell, Swindell family um, can't say enough about them they're the ones that really got me up to speed with this wing stuff because it, another thing, it's another level, it's another step, and um, using the wing and trusting the car, it's uh, it's a lot to take in. But when you've got guys with that experience and stuff, it it definitely gives you confidence and um, you know confidence to to run these cars wide open against the fence. It's uh, it gets pretty scary sometimes. <laughs> Buddy, one last qu question before we go to break here, real quick. I I learned her name's actually Michael. So where did Buddy come from? Yeah. Um I was probably one or two, and my, my dad is actually also a Michael. And um, he always referred to me as, as his little buddy. And then it turned into just calling me buddy. And then it carried into, you know, the racing community. Everyone just called me buddy. And uh, most of my friends, I've never heard them call me Michael. Or I've never heard my dad call me Michael, unless obviously he's in third person to someone else. But um, I've always gone by buddy. Um, except like in school and, and stuff like that, but um, yeah. Awesome. Well, it's kind of like Steve Kinzer earlier. He's got two names too, so it's fine. <laughs> I love it. Gentlemen, thank you so much for joining us. Best of luck this evening, and uh, hopefully I uh, want to end up with some, some good measures this evening. Yes, that'd be thank nice. Thank you very much. Thank you. Um, Sage Fruit, you mentioned them earlier, Blake. They do a lot for us. Hercules Tires obviously present the show presentator tonight. Dry Dean, Red Brand Friends, and Weld Racing. We'll be back more here from the Kings Royal. Instilled with Drydeen's heritage of performance, Drydeen Diesel All-Def is built for the demands of today's diesel engines. Drydeen Diesel All-Def is perfect for owners and operators of on-road and off-road diesel trucks and cars that now require diesel exhaust fluid. Drydeen, official motor oil and official diesel exhaust fluid of the world of outlaws and wheelmen everywhere. And as always, American-owned and operated. Visit drydeen.com for more information. 
here's your chance to win a set of your very own Hercules tires. Go to HerculesTires.com slash MRN. Simply register, and each month we'll give away one set of tires. Hercules Tires has the value, selection, and industry-leading mileage coverage to get you wherever you need to go, no matter where the road takes you. Register now for your chance to win a set of Hercules tires at HerculesTires.com slash MRN. Hercules Tires, ride on our street. This is Winged Nation brought to you by Hercules Tires. Steve Kinzer does the impossible. He wins the King's Royal. Live from the King's Royal weekend, back to the fan zone stage at Eldora Speedway. We're back. Wing Nation presented by Hercules Tires right on our strength for the 36th annual Kings Royal this evening. Big, big money on the line. Um, we have Jack Hewitt joining us now. A pretty, pretty incredible guy. And Jack, I'm just curious. Do you have time for an interview? You're damn right I got time. <laughs> You're darn right. Always, oh, not a short one, but just an interview. This is going to be good. I'm excited. Yeah. You say that now. <laughs> <laughs> the rails, I think. We talked about the rails yesterday. Yeah, well, there's no... There's the train no, yeah. has derailed. We're good. You're already on board, so it's fine. Jack, an incredible history that you've created. I, I, I don't even know where to begin, to be completely honest with you. It's, it's a pleasure to sit next to you, and I know you feel the same. No. <laughs> it shows us next to you. I'm not going to shake your hand. I'm going to hug you. He said. <laughs> but absolutely incredible. Obviously, we're here for the King's Royal. Talk a, a little bit about it and what it, the prestige that comes here at Eldora. Well, I was here for the first one. And I've really never had a lot of luck at this race, you know. But, uh, man, you know, when it started, it just kept growing. And, you know, the, the biggest race they had here forever was the late model race, the World 100. The dream come along, but the World 100 was like Knoxville or Daytona Indy. Now they got the, the King's Royal, and, uh, you know, after the years went by, and I got the crown Kinder one year when he won, and uh, we had some fun with that, and just being part of all of it. I mean, the racing was definitely the best, but to still be here and be part of it is pretty cool. We mentioned, uh, she mentioned the, the famous interview, Jack. I got a question <laughs> for you about that interview. Did that USAC official ever kiss anything that you said he might get to kiss in that interview? No, he actually showed up here for our roast, and I had a, uh, a barbecue apron, and it had a towel thrown on the top of it, and it had a fishing line toe, uh, tied to it. And so I said, you know, I said, I've told you all this time, you know, that what you're going to do, I said, I said, now's the time, and, I, and then that thing just went up like that, and, and uh, but we get along. It's just something to laugh about today. The only thing that, the best thing that happened was I went to the wrong side. If I'd have went to the side where the steps was, it would have been bad because I'd have been in jail. There wouldn't have been no interview. <laughs> Lucky for us, it. we got that interview. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the only, I tell you what, we could have won a million races. But when I'm gone, the only thing everybody's going to remember is that interview. Hey, at least they're going to remember you, yeah. right? <laughs> I guess. Well, I, we come up with a better deal now. And I told them the other day, is you know when my mom and dad down the front straight away and so when you die you still want to be remembered well i want to go and i'm gonna, i told jody i'd for a, a life insurance deal what i'm gonna do is get some die cast cards made get cremated and put like a thimble for jack Hewitt in there and sell them she'll have she'll have something you know to look back to eat on for a while and the people when they're talking well there's a picture of jack Hewitt. no you don't understand that is jack up there <laughs> So that ought to keep me around for a little bit longer. Oh my, you have <laughs> thought of it all. <laughs> That's registered and trademarked, Jack. You know, yeah. Absolutely incredible. Jack, you do wear your heart, your mind, and your mouth on your sleeve. And that's why I think people appreciate you so much because there's no BS. You know exactly where you stand at all times. And obviously that's been been that way it, is there someone you took after more was it your father your mother who who do you really take after with your personality well I told everybody my mom after she would lay down and go to sleep her jaw would coast for another 35 40 minutes so I evidently I took after my mom a little bit on that my dad he wouldn't say much unless he was drinking but Jake she never shut up <laughs> 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 I 
true story. I'm just telling you the way it is. I I wouldn't expect any less from you, Jack. I don't even know if we should talk about your racing career at this point. This is is good stuff. We did have a good one. No, we was at Indy. We signed an autograph for the autograph day on Saturday. Uh Uh-huh. And they said, well, what one do you want, the first or the second one? I'll do both, you know, because I like the fans. I mean, they're part of me or I'm part of them. And they said, really? I said, yeah. So the first half, I was with Bobby Unser. Had a ball. I mean, and I can't say that the second one was a good time. They put me next to Lynn St. James. Oh. She didn't have much to say to me. She was probably pretty quiet. Yeah, after, you know, we we made our comment there. And they said, man, you're not at Eldora. For you people that don't know, I became the oldest rookie to run Indianapolis Motor Speedway. To do that, I had to beat Lynn St. James. Well, and I'm not a golfer, but I played golf at at the driver's tournament. And they got me up in front of the 400 people or whatever. And, and I said, well, you know, what do you think about becoming the oldest rookie at Eldora? And I said, well, it's great. I said, you know, to win any award here is a good thing. I said, but I really feel bad because Lynn St. James missed the show. And they said, well, what do you mean? I said, well, by Lynn St. James missing the show, that makes me the only driver in the field with a mustache. Oh, man, they said, you can't say them kind of things. <laughs> you're not at Eldora Speedway. You're at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway. So, but I don't know if you heard or not, but she didn't have much to say to me. <laughs> pretty cool. I wouldn't know why. Yeah, yeah. yeah I don't know why. <laughs> yeah. Jack, a, a pretty incredible racing career that you had. Um, is there one thing that really stands out to you that you're like, that, that's my proud shining moment that I would love to go back and kind of relive? The four crown, without a doubt, you know. I mean, uh, the only bad thing for me is four crown in Indianapolis came in 98. They could have spread it out, and I'd had a couple good years, you know. <laughs> but, uh, and I'm proud to say I got to go to Indy, but if I could be healthy today and run one race, it would be here at Eldora Speedway. And like I said, the four crown right now is still probably my favorite race, but they was all pretty special. Which race at Eldora would you run? No offense for these guys, because like I told you at the end, I wasn't doing real good with the wing, but it'd be a non-wing sprint car here at Eldora Speedway you know, without a hesitation. What? Bless. That's kind of sketchy to me. I know. Jeez. Yeah. Backing that thing in here. Fearless. Yeah, right? Uh, you know, to me, it's like going to a ballet. I get to watch Rico and all these kids out there today running right up against the fence, and, and it's just hard to imagine. I think, man, I used to be able to do that, you know, but... It's not the same as doing it, I guarantee you. You can run last at Eldora Speedway up against the fence, and when you come in, you're still grinning and you're pumped up. Carrie had a unique way of explaining what driving a sprint car here at Eldora, that when it's hooked up, what it's like. What, what is it like to drive a sprint car at Eldora flat out when it is just hooked up? Is there Explain that feeling. Well, it just, it, it's unbelievable. You know, it's like... It's like having an orgasm during sex, I guess. I don't know. I don't know what else to say. You know, I mean, it's the best feeling you get in the world. <laughs> can you get that thing out from behind my? Yeah, back, I sure can. Hold on, hold on. One second. I don't know if that or Blake's bothering me the most. Is that better? That's why you chose. Right. That's why you chose to sit next to Ashley. Yeah, right. right absolutely. I'll help you out yeah. anyway. Okay. <laughs> Well, you know, the only thing about it, and, and, and for, for analogy, you know, there are truck drivers, there's housewives, there's secretaries, you know, there's office managers, everybody. But the only thing that everybody in the crowd or everybody in the stand has in common is sex. So most of my analogies have to go back to sex. And I don't mean that bad, but people understand more what I say, you know. And then, like I try to tell people, you know, racing, it's like watching porn. It's only good for about five minutes, and you want the real thing. Well, that, I mean, and that, everybody understands that. That watching's only good for a little while. (laughs) (laughs) You know what I mean, don't you? (laughs) But everybody got it, I guarantee you. I literally have tears running down my cheeks. Jack, can we interview you all the time? Yeah. Jack, Jack, I wish I would have known more about your career. 
We've had a ball, I guarantee you. I can't plan about anything. Does, does anyone have more fun in life than Jack Hewitt? That's what I want to know. I'm going to say no. I tell you, the guy running around out there, that he, he's starting to come right, up. Right there. He's yeah. going to give me a run for my money one day. Oh what, God, what, why did... What was it about Eldora, Jack, that was so magical for you that you just came here and it's like fish and water? I live 35 miles southeast of here, and this was my first racetrack. So after this, everything got easy, you know. <laughs> I got out of driving tanks in 73, and I started racing here at the end of July. And, and my dad told me, you know, at the time, he said, hey, boy, you know, my dad was the first driver to ever take a lap here. And uh, so I grew up here, actually, with Terry and everyone. But my dad said, if I'm gonna hit you in the mouth, you want me, you know, a foot away or three foot away or six inches? Well, I want you six inches. He said, that's the way the wall works. <laughs> the closer you are, the less it hurts. So I kind of went and went by, and of course, unfortunately, I had to check all the walls out to see which <laughs> one was the worst, which one could hit the hardest. Which one was that? For me, turn three probably, because <laughs> you had a head of steam up there. <laughs> You're incredible. Jack, just the history here, obviously, the prestige that you get, when, even you said when you crown Steve Kinzer, it's such a cool just deal that they do, the whole ordeal, and that's what makes the Kings Royal so prestigious. But this year being $175,000, if you would have won when it was $175,000, what would you have done with that money? I blew it. I mean, to me. <laughs> On yeah. what? I don't know whatever I wanted to buy. Okay. I mean, to me. Well, I, d I didn't know if we were going back to that analogy or. Yeah. No. <laughs> I, I haven't got that far yet. I don't know what's going to come out, but I know I never save for a rainy day because I always thought the sun shined. So, uh, you know, like I said, to me, it was easy come, easy go, and we'll worry about tomorrow, tomorrow. And, and that's kind of the way it is. You know, like I always told people in the summertime, I ate steak when I was racing. In the winter, I ate bony, and I still like both. <laughs> Were they fried bologna sandwiches? I like that, too. Okay. Not picky, right? No. Well, yeah, pretty picky. Probably well, between Wendy burgers and Chick-fil-A. Well, I was going to say, I heard about the Wendy's burgers, yep. and it's ketchup only. Yeah, Heinz ketchup. Heinz, now, the rest Heinz. of the stuff wants to be ketchup. That's like all of us sprinkler guards. We want to be Steve Kinder. But, and that's the way Heinz ketchup is. Heinz and Kinder, they go together. So if we put the, if we put a, a sampling station up here, you could identify Heinz in for us? I flat guarantee. I've won some bets on it. I won bet on it. Heinz ketchup, I love Heinz. it. And so, what is it that? What's your choice from Chick Fil A here? Oh, whoa! We're getting a little loud over oh, here. Oh, it's Miss Eldora Joey. Of course. <laughs> he giggles. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so rope it back in here, Jack. Oh, yeah, okay, we're, 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 we're over here. <laughs> <laughs> so, what do we order from Chick Fil A then? Believe it or not, I don't eat any kind of Taco Bells and all that kind of stuff. You know, the only foreign food I eat is french fries, but <laughs> but for Chick-fil-A, I eat a spicy chicken sandwich, and that, I think, is the only thing that I eat is, is spicy, but I like their nuggets. It don't make any difference. Ketchup only? Absolutely, yeah. Don't give me one of those deluxes. They got Heinz ketchup at Chick-fil-A, too. Yeah, yeah I know that. <laughs> yeah, I yeah, no, that twice. No condiments. Yeah, you know, see, we used to go, I'd go to Pizza Hut, Kentucky Fried Chicken, and forever, I carried a, a bottle of ketchup in my pocket when I'd go in because, you know, and uh, we went to this restaurant in Australia, and Gary Rush, who was there, Steve Kinder at the oh time, goodness. they took me to Adelaide, and I said, you know, I'm not much of an eater. I just want to go eat and get it over with. And they said, you got to go to the second best steakhouse in Australia. So we went there, and we got in the door, and I had to wait for like 45 minutes and drive across town and. I'm aggravated, and the guy tried to give me two band-aids. I said, I don't need no band-aids. You gotta have them or you can't get in. So we go in, and this lady walked past this petition. She's naked. <laughs> <laughs> she had a, one of them Sisu negligees on. And he said, So she said, wasn't naked, but. Yeah, she was naked. <laughs> yeah, you say whatever you want, that, that, that wasn't covered up. I mean, and anyway, she's sitting there at the table taking your order and everything, and after a while, now it's about the food. It was the second best steak in Australia, you know. And I said, well, what's the Band-Aid for? He said, well, what happened? He said, when you go to take a bite and they walk by, you'll stab yourself. So, <laughs> kind of like when Miss yeah, O'Hara walked yeah. by. <laughs> yeah. But it, it, it was a good steak. It was a good steak. Good steak. I wonder what the first place steak in Australia yeah, no was. Kidding. That was in Canberra. That was just, it was a good, we had to go to Kentucky Fried though to get the French fries. They didn't have no potatoes. So why I remember that, I have no idea. <laughs> 
<laughs> Absolutely incredible. I can't. I, I do want to talk real quick about your book, um, Hewitt's Law. I absolutely love that. Talk about what that, that was about, what it's like, the journey that that took. Well, Dave had been wanting to do it for quite a while, and I wouldn't slow down enough. So when I, I got her here the first time, you know, I was down for a while. So we went and did the book, and I've never been much of a BSer, you know. I mean, I just tell it the way it is, and, and most people don't tell. When they write a book, they tell the good, you know, but they don't tell the bad and the ugly. Well, I wasn't smart enough to know that, so I told. And what happened is I couldn't read from my first crash, and I took Dave around town, you know, and just to give him a little foundation of me and say, well, I had this little girl over here, or I got in a fight here and everything. Well, so he went and did three paragraphs or three chapters, and he sent it to me to read, to proofread. Well, I can't read, so my wife Jody had to read it to me. I thought, you know what? He, if I'm going down, I'm taking everybody. <laughs> but we had fun doing it, and the unfortunate thing, everything in there is the truth. There's no lies. Jack, I truly appreciate the time, and uh, we've even gone three minutes past yeah, here. It's worth it. It has been worth it, and I wish we could spend another 45 minutes with you. But what I have learned from you today is Heinz Ketchup, Wendy's Burgers, it's all about sex. And get your book, and we'll wait for your ashes. Great car racing. The ashes. Buy the ashes. You can. Buy his book now, and then we'll wait for his ashes when it comes time. Yeah, absolutely. Long yeah, time though. Don't rush that. I one. think I've, I think I've got 13 of them sold so far. 13. Oh, so there's pre-order. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> pre-order it now. Yeah. Do you have a website that these folks can check? Out? I don't do web. I still got a flip phone. Judy, she handles all that stuff for me. I'm computer illiterate, and I'm going to stay that way. <laughs> Jack, it has truly been a pleasure. I Can we get our picture made later? Absolutely. Okay, good. <laughs> I hate that with pretty girls all the time. Yeah. <laughs> if I have to. <laughs> really got to twist your arm. I'm, I'm, I'm glad you're willing to make an exception yeah, for me. I yeah. truly appreciate that. It has been so much fun. Blake, it's 175000 We've yep. talked about it all weekend. You've got a lot of work to do. Who's your pick for this evening? Oh, man. Yeah. I, I think there's four drivers that I think right now that are – can I pick four? No, one. Hurry. One. Uh, Donnie. <laughs> he, Donnie. He's three for four okay, here. His worst finish is second. That's good. His Jack, worst finish is second. Jack, who's your pick for this evening real quick? I'm not going to pick. I'm, Come on. I'm, you got to pick somebody. I'm, I'm going to pick Rico. Rico? All yeah. right, Rico Abrams. Who's you? I'm going to go with Greg Wilson. He's yeah. my dark horse for this I weekend. I like Greg, and he can run the bottom. He sure can. Well, tonight it is the King's Royal 36. We thank you all for joining us. We thank Sage Fruit, Hercules Tires, Dryden, Blake Anderson for joining me, our producer Craig, the guy back in the thing, Frank Beers, <laughs> Camilla Jesco from Hercules Tires. She's phenomenal. And more importantly than all of that, thank you for joining us here on Wing Nation. This has been Winged Nation, presented by Hercules Tires, live from the 36th Annual Kings Royal at Eldora Speedway. For more sprint car news, interviews, and information, go to wingednation.com or follow Winged Nation on Facebook or Twitter. Winged Nation, brought to you by Hercules Tires, has been a production of the Motor Racing Network, all rights reserved. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Is that Shakespeare? Nope, it's Geico. Uh, yeah, 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 that's Shakespeare from one of his unpublished works. Oh, it be not for awakening. Nay, give it thou the berries. For 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Nope, it's from Geico because they help save people money. Well, I hate to break it to you, but Geico got it from Shakespeare. Geico. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Ruoff Mortgage wants to welcome you home with their fast and stress-free mortgage process. Ruoff knows that when you're ready to move, you want to keep things moving. From the moment you start, Ruoff makes sure the process moves quickly, often twice as fast as other lenders, so you can close quickly and settle in sooner. Visit Ruoff.com to learn how you can qualify for the fastest loan of your life. That's Ruoff, R-U-O-F-F dot com.